Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. Philippians chapter 2 deals with the exaltation of Christ. And Paul, about that very topic, has this to say in verses 9 through 11. God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those who are in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue should openly confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's an inspirational portion from the New Testament, Francis, and it is Francis Ball who has joined us for fellowship on this marvelous program on the exaltation of Christ. I'm glad you could be here. Well, it couldn't be better, uh, Chris, to be here to speak about the exaltation of Christ and even to speak about the experiencing Something of Christ in this aspect is really a marvelous privilege. I think that will be a striking feature of our program today for the listeners who are with us, Francis, that the exaltation of Christ, rather than something apart from us and far away from us that took place or will take place in the heavens, not so. Actually, there's a participation and an experiential aspect of that that we are very much privileged to have a portion in. And I think that's our treat today, isn't it? It really is. I think this is uplifting our view of salvation in a higher level, higher standard. Well, we've reached this portion in Philippians chapter 2, the verses that we read, verses 9 through 11. But much of the focus of our life study today is going to be on the crucified life. Christ himself set a pattern for us by humbling himself. And we should follow that pattern by having the same humble mind in us. It's a very practical message, Francis, and... I hope our listeners stay tuned today because the crucified life is the key to entering into the power of Christ's resurrection as is described in chapter 3, verse 10. That verse says, To know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Let's join Witness Lee. Francis, I'd like to prepare our listeners a little bit. Witness Lee repeatedly uses this term, crucified life, and it's not that easy to understand the first time or two when we hear him say it with his Chinese accent, but the phrase that's very important to this first section, the crucified life. Let's join him now, Francis, and then you and I will have an opportunity to fellowship on these marvelous points. Paul, in chapter 2, charges us to take this crucified life as a pattern that we may enjoy the power of resurrection. While we are still living here, day by day, we need the crucified life pattern. All the time, we need to live a crucified life, not a life by way of reverie, not by way of being glory, but a life always 
emptying itself and humbling itself, a life that is crucified. And this life must be our parent. It is through this life we will be ushered into the power of resurrection that exalted Christ to the highest. This life is our parent. And this life is altogether in contrast with that life by the way of reverence. Either you take the crucial life as your parent or spontaneously you will live a life by way of reverence. There's no third life. Either you take the cruise of the life as your pattern, or you would live a life by way of reverie for vain glory. This is serious. You have to be honest to yourself. I don't need to say you have to be honest to the Lord. You have to be honest to yourself. Would you go and sit down and ask the Lord to cover you and to give you a kind of a quiet, sober consideration. If so, you will see if in the past you didn't live this crucial life as your pattern, you would see that you were there all the time living a life of reverence. You were there all the time living a life of reverie for vainglory. The more vainglory we are seeking for, the more shame we'll get in. The vainglory which we are seeking for actually is not a glory. It is a shame. And the reverie we are in, it's just something higher. It is something too low. The highest life is a crucial life. Whenever we live this crucial life, God will come in to bring us into the power of resurrection, which will exalt us to the uttermost. Well, Francis, based on the fellowship we just heard, uh, let me ask just a simple and very direct question. Why does Witness Lee give us such a strong warning here about this matter of rivalry? Well, it seems one thing, uh, Chris, that Paul is really bringing Christ as a pattern of living a crucified life before these Philippian Christians because he realized that among them there were those who were living in rivalry seeking vain glory. Mm-hmm. But I think we have to realize from what he said, and even from our experience, we can see that rivalry is just a matter of ambition, to try to get ahead, to try to rival with others. And even this can be in the way of trying to be humble Mm -hmm. and trying to be uh, empty. But the Lord didn't live this way of self-effort, but he gave up himself, and he emptied himself, and this was living the crucified life. And this is the pattern that Paul is setting before the Philippian Christians. And I think we need to realize this is really our need. There is really no third way. If we're not living a crucified life, then we will be in rivalry and we'll be seeking for vain glory. Rivalry was a a strong point here that 
the Apostle Paul made with these Christians. And we have to realize this is our urgent need also, to experience Christ as our pattern. And this way can only be accomplished by enjoying the Lord, by eating Christ, by living by Christ. Mm -hmm. You cannot imitate Him. His own life is the only thing that can produce this kind of living. So we need more of Christ in our daily experience. And then that will spontaneously bring us into a crucified life, and that will lead us into a resurrection life, as we'll see later on. Yeah, that was very striking to me also, Francis. There's really only these two options. We're either living in the reality of the crucifixion of Christ, or we're experiencing some kind of rivalry and seeking vain glory. There's really no third ground in this fallen natural being of ours, it seems, even though we may think we have quite a humble and sweet demeanor. uh, In reality, what's behind it is uh, never that pure, is it? That's right. You see, dear brothers or sisters trying to be humble, to try to live a crucified life. You can't do that. (laughs) It's not in our capacity to do it. We're automatically in vainglory. We're automatically in vainglory and in rivalry if we're not living a crucified life. Francis, you mentioned uh, in this context that our only salvation, our only hope is to be in this pattern that uh, Paul is pointing us to. Let's look at these verses in chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, which really are the description of Christ as a pattern for us. It says, Who, existing in the form of God, did not consider being equal with God a treasure to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, becoming in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient even unto death, and that the death of a cross. Let's join Witness Lee once again. Oh, Christ, the Son of God, he did have a position, and he did have a right, and the right was to be equal with God. He didn't uh, grasp it as something. Rather, he put that aside, and he emptied himself to become a man in the form of a slave and in the likeness of a man. Paul put out this pattern because among the Philippians there were position-seeking and title-claiming, something like this. So we must say that at Philippi some saints were in rivalry, seeking vainglory. Because they were this kind of seekers, and this, what? This caused Paul to put out this pattern. Otherwise, why in other books, he didn't put out this pattern? Because in Philippi, the striking point was that some saints were there seeking after vainglory. We have to admit this kind of vainglory seeking exists. So we need this word and we need the light and we need to just take the crucified life as our pattern. Hallelujah. Dear saints, be assured. Once we pick up this crucial life as a pattern, resurrection power comes. And you have to know, 
What is the power of resurrection? That is just Christ himself. Many of us would say, we are weak in this matter. We are weak in that matter. We are weak nearly in everything. You have to realize the reason of your weakness is that you do not take the crucified life. You do not take it. In your family life, in your church life, in your daily life, you do not take the crucified life, so you are not in the power of resurrection. The gate that ushers you into this power of resurrection is the crucified life. Paul expected that we all would pick up this pattern and live this crucified life. Then, what? Then, the power of resurrection will become our experience. Well, Francis, it seems to be clear uh, that for us to be in the power of his resurrection, there is definitely the need of the operation of the cross related to this crucified life. All of us desire to be in the power of Christ's resurrection. We want this to be our experience. Maybe you could develop this thought for our listeners and for me. <laughs> well, I think uh, this needs a lot of development because it's very easy to miss this, thinking that we can just spontaneously enter into some kind of power of the resurrection of Christ. Everyone, as you mentioned, really likes to have this power, the power of resurrection. But resurrection itself cannot be without death. Christ was resurrection, but he was resurrected. Then he entered into this exaltation that we'll hear about later on. But there is no way for us to experience the power of this resurrection without the experience of the crucifixion. The dying of Christ, the dying with Christ, the being in Christ's death must be our experience. There's no other way. We have to really be warned not to take this word about the crucified life and the power of resurrection and even God's exaltation as a ground or as a way to seek for some kind of glory. We need to realize that this is just Christ himself. To live Christ is surely to experience him as our pattern because that very life that he lived has now been brought into our being so that we can experience him. And our experiencing of him is simply living the same kind of life that he lived as a pattern. This has worked out in our being too. And apart from this, there is no way to enter into the resurrection. But if we live the crucified life spontaneously, this will open up the way to live the crucified life. And by living the crucified life, we are brought into resurrection. There's no other gate. You can't get resurrection without death. If no death, no life is one of the hymns that we often sing. Mm -hmm. So we like to realize that uh, this matter of living by this pattern is not like imitating Christ's daily living or trying to imitate the way he looked. Right. No, we just have to live by eating him. Christ is now available and edible and breathable and even drinkable so we can have Christ worked into our being. And that Christ that's worked into our being is the pattern for our living the crucified life and this will result in living the resurrection life with its power. Francis, maybe in just a moment that we have uh, here before we need to go to our final section with Witness Lee, 
a practical application of this living the crucified life. We talk uh, on this broadcast in this ministry often about the matter of opinions. We touched it in an earlier broadcast when Paul was beseeching the uh, Philippians from his imprisonment in Rome that they would all be of the same mind. And this really gets at the heart of uh, what opinions are all about. Most people think opinions are something positive maybe, or at least neutral, but actually... uh, Here's a golden opportunity for us to experience the very reality of the crucified life, isn't it? It certainly is that opportunity because when you put opinions and rivalry and vainglory together, you realize that our expressing our opinions is uh, usually to influence someone to agree with us. Right. And uh, so we, we end up just in rivalry. My opinion is better than yours or yours is better than mine. That kind of humility is still not living Christ. Right. So we need to have all these kind of things dealt with by the cross in our life. And I like to repeat, that cannot be done by our effort, by our trying, but by our partaking of Christ as the Spirit into our spirit, and then setting our mind on the Spirit, it will be renewed and we will be able to live the kind of life that was patterned for us by the Lord Jesus. Well, Paul's desire, Francis, was that the saints in Philippi would exalt Christ in their daily living. If the believers there had done this, Paul said that they would have made his joy full. He didn't want the saints simply to have, oh, a positive attitude toward him. Really, he expected that the believers would experience Christ in his exaltation and not get stuck in this rivalry and vainglory. Let's go back to Witness Lee for our final portion today. To experience... Christ in his exaltation. You shouldn't just see a picture of his exaltation in the past. You have to realize this exaltation of Christ should be repeated in your daily life. This should be the very salvation that we have to work out by God operating in us. The exaltation of Christ must be the highest standard of our salvation. You and I should not be just a conceived person. You and I should be exalted. The exaltation of Christ is the highest standard of our salvation. I don't believe Paul would only give us some objective doctrinal point. In this book, not a long book, Whatever point he puts in, that point must be something for our experience. How Christ emptied himself, we must experience. How Christ humbled himself, we must experience. How Christ was exalted by God to the highest peak in the whole universe, this must be our what? Experience. My dear saints, May the Lord open our eyes that we may see we are far, far below the standard. The standard is too low. Our standard of our salvation that we have to work out must be so high as the exaltation of Christ because this Christ should be our consummate experience. He should not only be our crucified life. He should also be our what? Exalted life. In this exalted life is the power of resurrection. And this power 
is the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. This power is sufficient for us to work out our salvation to the highest standard. Francis, we just heard the connection between uh, the experience of Christ's resurrection with the experience of Christ's exaltation. By experiencing the power of his resurrection, this is really the way for us to reach the high standard that he said we needed to shoot for in our salvation, which is really the exaltation of Christ. Francis, how does this work? I think we can see a little bit about maybe what it is to experience the crucified life and the resurrection life, but for us to experience his exaltation seems almost out of reach. It really does, because it's so high, there's no name above the name of the Lord Jesus. But surely this exaltation of Christ is really the highest standard of our salvation. We certainly need to be brought into this. To realize that we were crucified with Christ is uh, somewhat common among Christians that know the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, to know that we have experienced something of his resurrection is also rather common. But I don't think it's very much considered that we are to experience the exaltation of Christ. Does that mean we'll be exalted? Only in Christ. Right. We'll not be exalted, but we will experience his exaltation. Of course, when we experience Christ in resurrection, we enter into a another kind of life that has power and authority in it. But it's not our personal power or authority. It's the power and authority of Christ in resurrection. Now he's exalted to the highest place in the universe. And we can experience this exalted Christ. This life study we've had today really brings us into a fresh realization that there's much more to our salvation than being delivered from sin and living a victorious life day by day and witnessing to people. There is an experience of Christ as the exalted one whose name is above every name that should be also brought into our experience. And that's the highest point and the highest standard of our salvation. I think it was in the first section of our program today, uh, we heard him say that uh, Christ uh, was not just the power of resurrection, Christ himself is resurrection. That's right. And so uh, we don't experience the resurrection power apart from or independently from our experience of Christ. And this one who is resurrected is surely the one who has been exalted with this exalted name. So really the experience of these two things is the experience of the very person of Christ and they're inseparable, aren't they? That's right. So when we come down to uh, the real salvation that we have in every aspect, it's the person of Christ. He's now the life-giving Spirit, and all these experiences are made real to us by Him as the Spirit in our spirit. And we're saying that day by day, Francis, in these Life Study messages. This really is a book for our experience, isn't it? Right. Thank you, Francis, for being with us again. We'll invite you back very soon. Thank you very much. I look forward to that. Uh, we'd like to tell you about the printed material that we have to supplement our broadcast today, specifically these Life Study volumes. And if you'll contact us at our toll-free number, we'd love to give you information about how you can receive these. And our toll-free number for that is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to radio at LSM. We'll return tomorrow as we continue on a life study in the book of Philippians, bringing us into the experience of Christ. Please join us then. 
For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Weil. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org slash ePublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.